This is Sandy Floria, and you're listening to She Walks Brave. When I ponder what it looks like to walk brave, I think of women I've met living in small towns or big cities who walk with elderly parents, other able children, toddlers, and teenagers. Some from home, some from outside their homes. Some walk with chronic illness and other unseen wounds. And some of these women walk daily on foreign soil, navigating life in a culture different from their own. I've talked to single women called there by God and living out that call with great courage. Each of them have a valuable story to share on how they bravely live their lives to engage the world around them with the gospel message. Whether married, single, widowed, or divorced, most of them don't feel very brave. They are, and all of them are my heroes. so glad you've joined me today. I wanted to take a minute to explain a bit what we're doing here, talking about being brave. If I'm honest, I'd have to say I've never felt particularly brave. If you've read the classic allegory, Hind's Feet on High Places, you'll remember the heroine of the story, Much Afraid. She has spent the majority of her life in service to the Good Shepherd in the Valley of Humiliation. She deeply desires to leave the valley and her family, the Fearings, and travel to high places to serve the Good Shepherd there. Her journey is filled with trials and victories, and sorrow and suffering are her constant, unwanted companions. When she finally reaches the heights, she finds herself transformed from much afraid to grace and glory. She also finds her companions transformed. They've become joy and peace. The story of Much Afraid is similar to mine. I have loved the shepherd for many years and deeply desired to serve him on the high mountains. But fear and anxiety have been constant and unwanted companions. Launching this podcast has been an act of bravery for me. It is a culmination of many years of climbing that mountain and experiencing the transformative power of God's good work in me. So, this is me, Grace and Glory, coming down from the high places like Grace and Glory in Hindsfeet did, to tell my story and the stories of some other extraordinary women on this journey too. Is the work in me done? Hardly. But I believe I'm more there than I've ever been. Thanks for joining us. Today I have two short interviews from our time in Europe over the Christmas holidays. We met with some amazing people as we traveled throughout Eastern and Central Europe. And these are just two of the gals that impressed me greatly in how they walk brave. The first gal is named Nina, and she and her husband, Andre, are kingdom workers in the country of Slovenia. They are native to Slovenia and have deep love for their country. Slovenia is a small country that's situated with Austria to the north and Croatia to the south and east, and a little bit of Hungary wedged in there, and Italy to the west. It's not a big country, but it is beautiful and mountainous, and we enjoyed our time there a lot. It used to be part of what was once Yugoslavia, so there's a lot of history all wrapped up into that country. 
Nina was telling us that there are approximately 1,500 believers in the whole country of just over 2 million people. Now, that's not a whole lot of believers. So they're a small group, but they're a passionate group. She also shared a story with us about a time that they were in Abilene, Texas, a number of years ago, and they attended a church there. And when they walked in, she began to cry because she realized at that time that all of the Christians in her small country of Slovenia would have fit in that room. Think about that for just a moment. That's not a lot of people. She's passionate about sharing Christ with her fellow countrymen and passionate about bringing them to Jesus. She's a brave woman, and I want you to hear her story now. Nina, I want to ask you how you walk bravely every day. What does it look like for you to walk bravely? Hmm. Well, first of all, I'm sorry if I may ruin your podcast, but I don't feel too brave. <laughs> I don't at all. I, uh, it is part of my personality. So mm-hmm. as I was younger, I felt like I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm so brave, you know. But as I've gotten older and my children are out there in the world, uh, I'm teaching them to be a light and things like this. But I have to release every day to the Lord that this is His plan and that He is ordaining this and that He is leading this and that He's got it. He's got my children. So in that sense, I would say I am brave by submitting my thoughts and desires Mm. and will and ideas of how things should look to the Lord. But I got to do it every day. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not brave at all. I become fearful. I think, what's going to happen to my children in this surroundings? How are they going to turn out? They don't know mm-hmm. anybody or maybe two people that know the Lord. They don't have good examples. Oh, my goodness. I can go downward quickly. Quickly, yeah. Quickly, quickly. So the only bravery, <laughs> if we could call it that, really honestly comes from saying, Lord, I don't have this. You have this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes bravery is just dropping them off at school. Yeah. Yes. And not quitting. I'm like so determined when all the hardship, I don't want to quit because that would mean the enemy has won. And I don't like that <laughs> don't at all. That. Yeah. I'm like, no, Jesus wins in the end, you know. And so maybe in that way too, I'm a little brave, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. I got lots to say. Mark and Amy Chase, along with their two teenaged boys, moved to Slovakia about eight years ago to serve with an organization called Josiah Venture. They are committed to sharing the gospel with the young people of Eastern and Central Europe. This ministry is one that Bram and I believe in greatly. We had a great conversation with Mark and Amy over coffee one rainy Sunday afternoon in Bratislava, Slovakia. And I want you to hear Amy's heart for that country, but also I want you to hear the ways that Amy is learning to walk bravely every day. Through the language of Slovak, communicating through my heart and again my listening as I build relationships with people, not feeling intimidated 
that I can't always speak the language. I think that's that's been a huge hurdle for me over these years. We've been here almost eight years, and I feel like I understand a lot, but to speak is a whole different thing for me. So for you, it's brave just to have a conversation. Just to have a conversation, and I, it's brave to use the language. I think that would be my greatest hurdle, but also when I do it, I feel like, okay, I can do this as a 51-year-old woman. I, I can do a little bit of Slovak. And I guess the other thing would be, as I've shared with you guys earlier today, is just that surrender and giving up of my kids and being okay that um, we don't live near any of them anymore and just surrendering daily my family. And something that the Lord really has taught me is how to pray scripture for mm, my adult children yeah. through this oh, time because yeah. I don't know specifically always what they're going through. Sure. But being able to entrust them to the Lord, and I don't know if that fits under the brave category or not, but that's been huge for me, mm -hmm. especially in this season, the last few years, especially now that all four are out of the nest. <laughs> having an empty nest. So. I'm not there yet. We still have a few chicks left in our nest and yeah. so learning to release them is a, is a new uh, walk of faith for me as well. Yeah. A new area yeah. of brave that I have been learning with our girls as they jumped out on their own and have taken off but now learning that with our boys and how to entrust them to the Lord. Yeah. It's a whole new level of brave that I never thought about when they were little. Yeah. So yeah. it is a, it's a different life for that. That reality of they are his. <laughs> because yeah. yes, we've said that all these oh, years, sure. but then yeah. to really, they are his and stand on that, pray with that confidence mm -hmm. daily for them. So that would be the other side of brave, I think for me. So language and then our family and just the stage that, that God has I said no. So, yeah. So what would you say you think might be the bravest thing that you've ever done? <sighs> Moving here. Yeah. I am a homebody. I like predictability. Mm -hmm. I like the sense of belonging yeah. and for others to feel like they belong, you know, around me. And when we got here, everything was new. Um, we had no history with anyone. No one knows that I'm a pianist here, you yeah. know, unless they've heard me play or no one knows that it was a homeschool mom for 11 years yeah. or whatever. But moving across the ocean and, and not knowing how to pay bills or not knowing wow. how to drive stick shift. And I'm one that loves a plan. I like to, to know, know what's, what's coming expected. ahead yeah. <laughs> and don't like to fail. I'm a perfectionist, you know, so all of these things. God has just really humbled me and that taking of that posture of humility um, kind of upended your life in some ways. Every, every aspect. It over. Every aspect. So mm, That's beautiful that he cares for us enough to be that intimately involved in what we do and he knows this is how I made her but I also know that this is going to bring glory to me and stretch her and grow her into this beautiful woman that I'm creating her to be even more. That adaptability, yeah, yeah and, and being willing to allow the Lord to reshape me. I hope he has in these last eight years. I feel like he has, and it's fun now because it's kind of like, okay, what else is he wanting to change in and through me, mm -hmm. you know, right now? Because I think as we get at this age and stage, we can easily just kind of fall into the same, accepting the same rather than just really allowing the Lord that faith adventure. So I heard you say that you homeschooled your children for a yeah. lot of years. So I know that Josiah Venture, one of the things that is very key for them and a strong point of entry into the culture is putting your children in the public school systems yes. where you live. 
So yes. that seems like a scary thing to do and another point of bravery that you had to walk in. It was huge because we had homeschooled for 11 years yeah. and we weren't bringing little children. We were bringing teenagers mm -hmm. over and knowing Josiah Ventures value mm -hmm. of, of building relationship with national schools. It was like, how in the world are we going to do this? And that's one reason why we actually chose Bratislava to live in because we knew that the schooling options would be more here mm -hmm. and yet to give up that intimacy of homeschooling too was so so hard. A school accepted the boys and we thought okay and the boys were like yep let's go for this. Walked through that open door and there's aspects of homeschooling that we missed of course but none of us would change that including our boys yeah. and we really believe God developed their spiritual muscles mm -hmm. but mine too as the mom yeah. and and I would say that was another big huge hurdle mm -hmm. for me was sending them well I'm a homeschool school. mom so uh -huh. I know that okay. a lot of what we do as homeschooled moms uh -huh. that's part of our identity in a lot of ways huge. when we are yep. so involved in the schooling and the education of our children yep. That's kind of our identity. Yep. I don't know how else to say it. It's who we One are. One of those, yes. One yes. of the big parts yes. of us. Yep. And so I can imagine, I mean, every year we pray, God, is this where you want us to right. be? Is this, this the avenue that you want us to continue on? Mm -hmm. So far for us, God has been saying, yes, stay this mm -hmm. course. I can't imagine having to make that shift. That would be an area for me that would be almost scary, you know, to release my, now we just have one left that we're homeschooling, but to release him into that. So I think that is a very brave thing that you did, following the Lord in that way. We look back now and we just see God meeting every need that we all had during that time. Mm -hmm. But especially our sons and me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Mark was doing really well through that. But for me, I, I had a lot of tears along yeah. with the boys. Yeah. I think he really developed our spiritual muscles and prayer, especially in our prayer lives. As a family, we were close and homeschooling was actually really a part of that yeah. you know, for all those years, yeah. but we even became closer mm. when they went to school, and I couldn't have imagined that. That's but the great. Lord really found us even tighter yeah. as a family because we really needed each other. Yeah. We needed Him, and then we needed each other yeah. because we didn't have anyone else right. during that time. So, yeah. Amy, thank you for sharing your brave Thanks for asking me. As we wrap up today's podcast, I'm struck by the passion these two women live out every day. One mom choosing to uproot her family and move them across an ocean, and one mom still choosing every day just to drop her kids off at school. Some days, Brave looks very ordinary from the outside, but we know better, don't we? Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to share a story of how you walk brave, or how this podcast has inspired you to walk brave, or if you know of a woman who's walking brave in what she does every day, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, sandy at shewalksbrave.com. S-A-N-D-I at shewalksbrave.com. To stay up to date on our podcast, go to SheWalksBrave.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SheWalksBrave. Brave.
I'm Sandy Floria, and this is She Walks Brave. Thank you.